Welcome, one and all, to Soap Professional Podcast. Remember, this is your podcast. It's for the pros that have a need to know that are on the go. This is truly your voice of the towing industry. I'm DJ Harrington, the co-host, better known as the Tow Doctor, and the real man and the host is the president and publisher of Tow Professional Magazine, my dear Christmas friend, for this special edition of Toe Professional Podcast 2022. My dear friend, Darren Weaver, how are you? Man, I am fantastic, DJ. Thank you for the warm welcome. And man, I am excited that we're this close uh, to uh, the day we celebrate for the birth of our Savior. It's uh, a fantastic time of year. It makes us think of our, our friends and family even more and uh, the blessings that God has given us. And I'm excited about it. And Another thing I'm excited about is we've got a magazine, the top products and services of 2022. Let me tell you, if you want to go ahead and get your budget lined out for 23 and know what products to pick up, you want to take a look at this magazine. It's got every company that's the leaders in the industry standing out talking about the key products, and we outline the ones that we feel are the top products and services offered in this industry. So when you're planning your budgets, take a look at it. But even better, there is a phenomenal story in there called Christmas Pete about John and Debbie Weaver and their daughter Angela uh, that, that manage uh, Malden Body Shop and Towing. And, uh, man, let me tell you, DJ, the, the pictures you sent me blew me away. So will you tell us about Christmas Pete? <laughs> I'd love to. You're going to hear from my wife later in the episode, but I have to tell you, my wife, Sheila, and I went to hear our granddaughter, Ansley, who is a fourth grader, sing at this local park. And we have to follow this gigantic truck into the park, and it was John Weaver's truck, Christmas Beat. John and his family have been showcasing this lit truck at Christmas since 2011. Folks, I got to tell you, it's a fully equipped from top to bottom, front bumper to rear bumper. Every inch is covered with lights. And just to cut down, you can read the whole story in the upcoming magazine. But today, he has attached the light. The lights used to flap in 2011. They used to flap on the side of the truck. Well, now he's attached them to PVC pipes. So he outlines the body truck. As Weaver says, after weeks of heating and bending pipes to fit the wheels and obvious contours of the truck, the lights were finally ready to attach. Nestled Christmas lights make truck hard to miss. Not only, not only is the truck gleaming in bright colors and so forth, but it plays Christmas carols. Now, John does it really for fun and a lot of people, but his daughter and granddaughter, his granddaughter, Sierra, and Angela, his, her mom, they ride along and hand out candy cane to children that stop by. What's really nice, when John and his son-in-law, Chad, drives the truck now more than John does, but when they go out to eat dinner, they park at the local Walmart parking lot, and hundreds of people come by. It's a perfect, wonderful backdrop for a family to use for a group photo. 
so he plays all this music. But I have to share with you, Darren, and then I'll let you add to it. The museum, the museum calls them Christmas Beach, and there's a reason. The International Towing and Recovery Museum refers to John's truck as Christmas Beach, basically because the truck is a Peterbilt truck with a 60-ton century rotator, and at Christmas time, this monstrous truck stands out with 175,000 lights powered by two onboard generators and a holiday music sound system consisting of a mixer board, an iPod, and five 1,000-watt amplified speakers. Now, Darren, <laughs> every year John adds to it, so now he's up to 187,000 lights on but, this thing. But the reason why John loves this truck, his favorite part is a Christmas tree is on the back of the truck. And the boom is now wrapped in blue lights, which offers an inspirational message. When you wrap it with a, put a tree on the back, and there appears to be a cross behind the Christmas tree. And you'll see a picture in the magazine. The cross pops out so much that a person gets the message that we couldn't have Christmas if we didn't have the cross in the first place. And an empty cross symbolizes hope, joy for Christmas, and we know this is a birth and rebirth and redemption. Now, I have to remind all of our listeners, this is the same John Weaver that in 2016 was placed into the Hall of Fame. Now, I know most most listeners call him Johnny. I've called him John Weaver forever. We're neighbors. It was my privilege to watch him go into the Hall of Fame. Every time the museum inducts, as we all know in the towing industry, they give you a sequential number. Now, John's number, get this now, listeners, is John 316. <laughs> as you might know, John 316 is a special number to John and his family, and we can certainly understand why. So, Darren, I'm going <laughs> to let you add your two cents now, because you were there when he got his John 316. Yes, and I, I tell you, DJ, what a phenomenal man. And when you see it, I know you were describing it to start with, and you're talking about this truck. But for our listeners, man, this is a 60-ton century rotator that is absolutely covered front to back uh, with lights. And if you can't look at it and see the gift of Christmas, you're missing it. You're asleep. Um, it's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I think you said 187,000 LED lights. Yeah, and, and just for our listeners, think about it, guys. How hard you have to run your trucks on a day to day basis, and how much dedication it takes for you to clean one of those up when you're getting ready for a a tow show to enter in a beauty contest or to string lights on it. This is time taken out to do something that's near and dear to his heart, and you can certainly tell by his business, by his family, uh, that the Lord has blessed him for it. Um, it's an awesome man, but let me tell you something. We've got more to come on this special Christmas edition of the podcast. So stay tuned. We'll be right back at you. For 50 years, Jordan has defined towing and recovery industry standards for performance, reliability, and service. Jordan offers an extensive range of light, medium, and heavy-duty wreckers. 
carriers, and rotators. Each truck offers superior engineering for strength, stability, reliability, and versatility to exceed the expectations of a demanding industry. You've been listening to a special edition of Tote Professional On The Go podcast. This is Christmas 2022. I want to remind all of you, every week we bring you a new informative episode like this Christmas special. Make sure you download and listen. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartMedia, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I want to introduce to our listening audience, our wonderful people, I want to introduce you to Sheila Kay, my wife, and she's here to share a little bit of the reason for the season. So, Darren, I'm going to pass it over to you, and we'll go from there. Man, DJ, I appreciate it. And Sheila, let me say thank you so much for your time today. Um, you you are phenomenal. You you gave us some history last year on this, and it was such a big hit for, for our readers and uh, a blessing. And uh, I tell you, within days, it's hard to believe we will be celebrating another Christmas holiday. And uh, this year has absolutely um, gone by fast. Sheila, would you give us some details of what transpired that night many, many, many years ago? Oh, Darren, I would love to do that. Um, the Bible passages in Matthew and Luke in the Bible, those particular um, books of the Bible reveal the well-known story of Mary and Joseph's journey to Bethlehem. It also talks about uh, the birth of Jesus, the angel's announcement to the shepherds in the field, when the shepherds visited the stable and what the wise men went through to find, to worship and, and present their kingly gifts to Jesus. So Luke and Matthew tell the age-old Christmas story, but it's also extremely relevant to our lives today in practical ways. You know, even Jesus wasn't above simple circumstances. And I've studied through multiple sources and people that I've heard preach about the Christmas story there are some takeaways for me that I would like to share with you, with all your listeners, Darren. When you, when you think of kings, you think of the crowns, the thrones, and palaces. You don't think about stables full of smelly farm animals and a feed trough as a bed for a newborn baby. Uh, while it's tradition to use a manger made from wood, because that's what we've been doing for a very long time, our, centur- our ancestors did it for centuries the the original trough was really made from stone. So we use wood in America because that's what we have. But Jesus was the, considered the king of kings. And he came into the world in such a remarkably simple, lowly, and unassuming way. His, his birth was really the furthest thing from a king's welcome. And few of us are acquainted with ways of royalty, and it's really hard for some of us to fathom how elaborate and exquisite a royal lifestyle really can be, but many more of us, however, can describe in detail what a barn is like. I know DJ yeah. and I, because I've got a one, and I hope the smell come from that barn, but I, I that this part of the Christmas story was so beautiful because Jesus didn't come to earth as a mighty, majestic king who would be intimidating or untouchable. He instead came as an innocent, needy, a dependent baby 
born to parents who were very poor and simply normal as can be. Everything about the very beginnings of his life on earth was humble and unassuming, really giving us a Savior we can easily relate to and understand, not one who is distant or on a lofty throne. So to me, that is such a comforting truth that we don't have to have prestigious job titles, own several homes, or have a business that we work, fame, or even a well-stocked bank account to be used by God because not even his son required those things. Man, that is that's such a blessing to hear that, Sheila. And I, I, I tell you, it's uh, one thing I understand is that he came here for every one of us. And uh, that's the, the true meaning of Christmas. Now, listeners, I want you to, to hang in there. When we come back from this next break, Sheila is going to come back with us and tell us more about the story of our newborn king that came to rule in our lives. Hang in there and join us when we come back from the break. Thank you. Towbook.com is the only way to go to manage all the vehicles you tow off the road. A number one platform in the industry. The cloud-based towing software can handle all your Recovery Billing Unlimited is an organization dedicated to teaching fellow towers how to become more profitable for the work they do. Recovery Billing Unlimited can teach you the proper tow business foundation, the proper way of writing acceptable recovery invoices, remediation of the accident scene to free you from future liability, and laws to help you get paid. These are just a few of the things covered when you attend a class from Recovery Billing Unlimited. For class or seminar information, visit recoverybillingunlimited.com. Recovery Billing Unlimited, making towers more profitable. Welcome back, folks. You've been listening to the special Christmas 2022 message podcast from Tow Professional Podcast and the Tow Professional Magazine. And just before our break, Darren was all set to ask Sheila another question. So, Darren, let me turn it over to you, my friend. Thank you, DJ. Well, Sheila, I, I tell you, everything you were saying is so true. He came to us as a, as just a, a simple baby, uh, with purpose. And there seems to be so much significance in the birth of Jesus. What's another takeaway that you can share with us? Well, I, my second takeaway from the Christmas story, um, was probably God's glory is worthy of our praise. You know, even when we feel afraid, and it certainly was the case in Luke, verse 9 because the angel appeared to the shepherds and here's what he said when the angel of the Lord stood before the shepherds who were keeping watch over their sheep during the night it says that they were terrified now when I read that I think if I saw what they saw that night I would have been terrified too even though they Afraid and probably trying to make some sense of what they were seeing and hearing. Well, do they really hear it? If they heard it, would anybody believe them later if they said something about it? That all those thoughts, you know, kind of go through my mind. The angel's first words were, "Do not be afraid." 
Now, Darren, I have another takeaway from the Christmas story is when the Lord makes a promise, we can trust that he is going to keep what he said. The the shepherds heard from the angels that the baby had been born, and they didn't doubt it. In verse 15 in that same chapter, it says, When the angels had left them and gone into the heavens, the shepherds said, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Well, they heard the message. They immediately acted upon it never hesitating or questioning what the angel had said to them. And really, when you think about it, we should do the same in our lives. When the Lord tells us something, we should probably do it because we have Scripture as tangible documentation of the Lord's promises and truth, and we should act on them without questioning His faithfulness and His trustworthiness. Hey, I agree 100% on that. Um with you. I, I think uh, a lot of times when when the Lord brings the word to us, Sheila, I think it, uh, you know, sometimes can cause fear in our hearts. But, but once we realize the amount of gain that his kingdom has for us, if we move from that fear and, and move in trust and faith, um, it, it's phenomenal what, he, what he'll do in your life. So I know that's what he's done in mine. Uh, Mm-hmm. Many a times, um, and I, I tell you what—it's it, uh, with him every day. Uh, Is—I won't say it's simpler, but I know I've got somebody that'll fight for me, mm-hmm. and that—that's what it means for me. Somebody that will fight for me, cares for me, and uh, absolutely wants the best for me. And uh, many a times, I've wondered why more wouldn't happen sooner, but I have <laughs> found out. He gives me as much as he knows he can trust me with. The more he knows he can trust me, the more he blesses me with. It only took me 50 years to figure that out. But, uh, but, uh, but I'm learning. In the podcast, that's a blessing that the Lord has given you. Oh, without a doubt, DJ. It's, uh, it, it's been a way for me um, to be more open with my listeners, my clients, and my vendors. And for them to understand my true purpose. Yes, I like making money like anybody else, but I certainly like giving back and glorifying the person that put me in this spot to be able to do this, which is my Heavenly Father. Yep. Um, the, the next thing I was going to ask or I wanted to comment, Sheila's at the age of eight years old. I know scripture tells us that Jesus visited the temple. Will you share us how Jesus was received by the Bible scholars there? You know, as Jesus became older, uh, learning was always a part, major part of his young life. He had a lot to learn, but he sat as a boy to learn from the temple teachers. And I can't imagine um, with the uh, his skills, he listened, he asked questions, and he learned. And in verse 47 in Luke, it says, everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. Now he, now, he was eight years old. Jesus knew as a boy, even at that age, that his elders had wisdom that he still could grow from, and he really sought it out. So it tells me that we should do the same thing with our jobs and our family, always trying to improve on what we know we should do. And I know um, all your listeners probably feel the same way. We always need improvement. Well, I can... I can uh, 
put one in the checkbox there and say that's for me. I can. <laughs> I figure when I stop in, in, improving and working on myself, I'll be uh, I'll be in the ground because if I do, uh, that that'll be the end of me. You always have to work on yourself, and uh, God's a blessing to be there to do that. Now I know um, the shepherds arrived at the manger um, on the night of Jesus' birth. However. Many think that the wise men came to see Jesus at the manger as well because we see the manger scenes on display with both shepherds and wise men, you, you know, in different shops when we go to buy our, our um, nativity scenes for Christmas. Were the wise men at the nativity scene? And second, Sheila, would you share about the specific gifts that they brought and their significance? Okay, I'll be happy to do that. Well, first of all, the wise men really didn't see Jesus when he was born. Uh, many people believe they were there. But if you think about it, these wise men were from different parts of the country, and they followed the star that led them to Jesus. So we believe Jesus was probably about two years old when they finally uh, found where he was at. So they followed the star probably for a very long time, going miles, days, months, who knows. There's so much significance on the arrival of the wise men, or the magi as some call them, and the gifts that they brought to the Christ child. And really those gifts were a little bit unusual, but uh, the magi were religious professors, probably philosophers and scholars who were, and they were highly educated in many fields, but fields such as religion, astronomy, and astrology. And if you think about astrology, which is really why they were paying attention to the stars in the first place, right? I mean, they were looking at the stars. Because of their knowledge and influence, they were also serving as political advisors and what we call kingmakers. So in other words, they advised political people and kings. So this is certainly why they did not risk anything when they went before King Herod to ask about the Christ child that had been born, because, see, they were following the star into Jerusalem. Where is he who has been born King of the Jews? When they asked Herod that, I'm sure Herod saw, uh, I'm sure he was angry, because he, yeah. he saw Jesus as a personal threat to his crown, and he diligently sought after Jesus after they left his sight. So, he even had babies killed trying to find the right baby, any baby under the age of two, uh, probably in the, in the close vicinity of Jerusalem was, uh, was killed. So after leaving Herod's presence and being warned by God not to go back to Herod, the star led them to the Christ child where they presented priceless gifts of the gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now these weren't random gifts. Uh, each were significant. Well, let me just give you a little bit of information about the meaning for them, even for us today. Gold is a precious metal that has been used for jewelry, ornaments, currency, and, and some idols throughout human history. And it's because of its color and shine. Now, frankincense is an expensive fragrance or perfume made from trees in India and Arabia. And it's even available today as an essential oil. I know I have purchased this frankincense. You get a very small amount for a lot of money. Yeah. Myrrh is a specific kind of costly perfume made from a rare thorn bushes in Arabia and Ethiopia. And this one is used as antiseptic anointing oil 
and it's considered an um, an embalming fluid. Now, think about that. It's also event, uh, available as essential oil. Now, these gifts, even though they've been rare and costly to give to Jesus' family, they were still not unheard of in first century Palestine. While gold and perfume might make nice Christmas gifts, myrrh is an usually it's, it's an odd and really I consider it an inappropriate gift choice for any family with a newborn baby. And one writer puts it this way: embalming fluid never appears to top the list of baby shower gifts in society <laughs> today. Can you imagine <laughs> getting embalming fluid when your baby is born? Uh, it's never been on a baby gift list. So myrrh was presented by the Magi because they they knew their Old Testament. It was prophesied that Jesus would die for us, and that they were presenting this for the for Jesus's death. So God used His only Son to save us from sin, and He sent Him in the form of a little baby who was destined to die on the cross for us later. And um, it, it, it's a good, good story. It's a sad story, but there's a purpose in it, and, and it's part of God's plan. Amen. I, I believe that 100%. And I want to talk more about that. Let's take a quick break. Everybody, our listeners, hang in there. More of this tremendous Christmas story and uh, the newborn king, that rises as Jesus um, when we come back and more with Sheila Harrington. Thank you so much and hang in there, folks. Just a quick reminder that selling with Copart is quick and convenient. With B2B interfacing, off-site sales, counterbidding, early tow and more, Copart takes the hassle out of selling your total lost vehicles. Copart sells vehicles on behalf of insurance companies, banks, finance companies, charities, fleet operators, and dealers. To find out more, go to copart.com. You've been listening to Tow Professional On The Go Podcast Special Edition Christmas 2022. D.J. Harrington, Darren Weaver, and Sheila K. Harrington. Darren... Let me pass it over to you, because I know you want to ask Sheila one or two things, so go ahead. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, you know, when I think it was awesome, Sheila, when you were talking about when the, when the shepherds came into town to see the baby Jesus and the wise men, they went to the king and asked the king where this newborn king is. So it's almost they were in the right position to see the star and to know of the newborn Messiah that was coming, but then they were also um, in the right, they were standing in the right purpose, because when they came to town, they asked the king, when can we see the king of kings? So, like you said, even with the myrrh, they brought that to prophesy that this is the baby that came to forgive the world and forgive us of our sins and bring us eternal life. And this myrrh will be needed in his death, that he will give his life to forgive us of our sins. But they also asked King Herod where the baby King Jesus was, because they knew prophetically that would be the King of Kings. And I think that is just phenomenal 
how how the verse speaks of that. Yes. Um, well, you know, the book of Matthew doesn't really talk about even how many of the Magi there were. You know, we, we're so geared towards seeing three different kings, yep. and uh, we don't even know for sure if that is the real correct number of the Magi or not, the wise men, but uh, we don't even know if they met each other on the way, because, see, they were following the star, and it led them toward Jerusalem. So... They could have been traveling together or separately for a period of time and then just met up and followed each other. But it's been said that many Jews uh, lived mm-hmm. in dispersion and they were really scattered throughout the Roman Empire and the East. So one thing they carried with them, though, as you said, was the hope of the Messiah, which was as promised in what we call the Old Testament. So they believed in Christ when they had never seen him at all. Uh, but but where did they come from? Well, when you look back into research and all that, evidence says that we shouldn't look any further than Yemen. So those kings professed the Jewish faith anywhere from around 120 B.C. to the 6th century of our era. However, the scriptures say they came from the East. So there's no doubt that they traveled from their homes a very long time. And just to follow that particular star to Judea. And that's why they ended up in Jerusalem. And the capital city, you know, they're thinking, okay, we're going to go find the king, the king of kings, and it has to be in a big city. So yeah. that's they went before Herod. Um, but they were taking the, uh, a lot in their hands just to go talk to Herod. But, you know, because of their advisory position with kings, they didn't feel too badly about going and asking him. But it was well, still part of the plan, as you said. Yeah, without a doubt. Well, Sheila, I've, I've got to uh, absolutely just thank you again for for coming in, for, for being a part of our Christmas podcast, and for um, giving us uh, and explaining to us the reason for the season. And, um, DJ, I tell you, I'm, uh, I'm absolutely, I feel like I got left out since you got to meet, uh, Christmas Pete and, uh, John's family and, uh, and see that beautiful truck. And I didn't get to see it, but let me tell you, the photos you sent me are unbelievable. And I think our readers are absolutely going to be blown away by the amount of work, uh, that John and his family puts into that truck to, uh, to again bring across the message. Um, uh, of Jesus Christ, and uh, it's quite simple. He came and uh, and died for us to give us grace that we don't even deserve. And uh, there's not a big mountain you have to climb. All you have to simply do is let him into your heart. And uh, I believe that once you do that, he says that the only way to the Father is through him, and with him in your heart, his grace covers your sin, and he sees you as white as the driven snow. I just know if you want to know true peace and hope and excitement and uh, and have somebody there that can get you through every tough time, that's the only place I know where to go is uh, back to the cross and to lay everything at his feet. And Sheila, I thank you for coming in and um, walking us through um, the birth of Jesus Christ and his mission for us is absolutely amazing. And DJ, I want to flip back over to you and, and see if you have some, some parting shots before we leave here. My parting shot, thanks, Darren. And thanks for having Sheila on. Oh, I appreciate it. 
I, I got to share something with you. Lee Gaddis, who is the pastor of Hopewell Baptist Church, where John Weaver goes and teaches Sunday school. John Weaver makes the towing industry better because of the way he is. Darren, I am a better Christian because I know you and I know John Weaver. I'm a better person because I know you guys. His pastor said this, in a godly fashion, Christmas Pete's main purpose is to be a lifeline to those in their worst moments. In life, we find circumstances that we cannot remove ourselves from. The chaos that surrounds us is often more than we can bear. Sometimes we are that truck that's overturned in the middle of a busy intersection. Sometimes we're the vehicle in the middle of a muddy field that is stuck with little hope of getting freed. We find ourselves needing help that comes from something much bigger than us. Christmas Pete represents God. Christmas Pete represents hope. When he is called, hope is on its way. When he is there, hope becomes action. When he's finished, hope becomes trust. It is a symbolic of a relationship with God. When we need him, God is a prayer away. When God is summoned, he is on the way. When he answers, he is fulfilling his promise. Just like Sheila said, I think of God when Christmas beat extends his strong wire ropes to connect to that hopeless stranded vehicle. It speaks to my heart and says that now I've got you. And maybe it's going to be okay. Everything will be okay. My friend Christmas Pete is not God. Forever, when you see him, I pray that you can see God's love for you. And when you look at the pictures in Toe Professional Magazine, this coming issue, you will see the picture of the truck and what it does lit up. So from my heart, Darren, to all of our listeners, I believe Christmas is the tenderness of the past. I have all my brothers and sisters. I'm one of 12. The courage of the present, things that we all go through as towers and recovery industry people, and the hope for the future, which this podcast, I hope, explained today. And I treasure being your co-host on this podcast. And I turn it back over to you, my friend. Well, thank you so much, DJ. I treasure having you as a co-host. I did. I do want to mention one thing quick. We did get a email from a Rod Andrews. Um, he's with Reliable Towing out of Hayden, Ohio, Idaho. And he asked, he said, the topic that he would love to hear, DJ, is a podcast is about dispatcher training. Um, he says he's grown, and one thing that is a big struggle is getting dispatchers trained and knowledgeable on the industry and wondered if there were any resources out there. So I brought that up to say, uh, Rod, I know you're listening today. Uh, I know you'll hear this this podcast. We will take care of that for you. I do have one quality company I've been dealing with for many, many years, Holly's Towing and Dispatch. They're a 24-hour dispatch service, 15-plus years experience. Um, they handle all of the rotation requirements, experience with all major auto clubs. They're fast. They're accurate. And uh, they offer two weeks free to try them out. So if you're having a hard time finding those dispatchers, here's a company that can fill in. But also, I'd like to bring Catherine on and uh, Freeman and 
speak with her from Holly's Towing and let her tell you what she does to find the people that can handle this and keys to help you out. So, Rob, we'll address that in the future. But, um, DJ, this was a good one, man. Thank you so much um, for for bringing Sheila on and allowing her to to minister to our, our listeners. And uh, thank you for, for your tremendous uh, friendship, my friend. And uh, I want to end this by praying. Um, dear Heavenly Father, I just I thank you for every one of our, our advertisers out there. I thank you for every one of our first responders out there, our family, our loved ones. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you to fill those hurt hearts that are that are grieving now, that are missing family members that won't be here this Christmas, that have been fe- been affected by our, our past years of COVID. We know many have been through uh, various things, and we know, God, that you have them, that you can be the peace there during this season uh, to give them hope and to bring them through the, the, the time of Christmas and show them uh, the love and peace they can have in you. And dear Heavenly Father, we just ask that you uh, in, in, increase the knowledge with our vendors, increase the the presence with our vendors, keep them safe and give them full knowledge base so that they can continue to create products for safety in our industry to bring our men and women of towing home safely. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask a a prayer of protection around every one of our first responders, their family members, that you increase their health, their safety, their prosperity for having such a heart of service out there. Keep them safe, bring them home to their family. And let me tell you out there, folks, before we finish this one, I want to let you know there's no place you can go too far that God won't forgive you and come into your heart and turn your life around. I can tell you that from the start. I'm a high school guy, doesn't have a college education, that's a business owner in this industry because I stepped in faith and did what God asked me to do. There's no place you can go too far that he won't be standing right there to take your hand. Give him a chance and see what he can do in your life. Until next time, we look forward to having you again. Listen to us after the first of the new year with our next podcast when we start back up. Thanks, God bless, happy Hanukkah, and we hope you and your family will have a Merry Christmas and a safe and happy new year. Until next time.